Welcome to the Gresham Renaissance Podcast. Hey, this is Eddie Morales, <laughs> Counselor Eddie Morales, and we also have... This is Dina Danucci, Counselor Dina Danucci, and we also have... Counselor Jones Dixon, get out. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here at our very first podcast. Uh, this is, yeah, this is the first This is our introductory podcast. podcast. We're actually learning it as we go. We kind of love the idea of all three of us getting together in a room and just chatting about things that we're going to move forward on with our podcast. So I think it's time to start with our regular feature called What's on Our Radar. Each week, we'd like to take a few minutes to go over important topics on our mind. Since our city always has many things going on, it's a chance to throw out other topics that may be of interest. So what's on our radar? Today on our radar, we are focusing on elections. In fact, it was so important to focus on this topic, we decided to do two episodes to cover it. It is a Saturday morning, and we're here at Parents First on 180th and Division. In the heart of Rockwood. It and is an amazing place. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're so grateful that we were able to uh, be hosted here today. On today, we're going to spend a little time getting to share a little bit about ourselves with the you, with you all, and then... Hold on, Council Morales, did you say on today? Did you go to church? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know you just got back trying. from yeah, yeah. You just got back from Montgomery, Alabama, and you visited the Equal Justice Initiative. Yeah, uh, you said on today. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. happened. <laughs> but what were you saying? Yeah, you let me let gonna... me get grounded back in the Pacific Northwest here in the city of Grinch. <laughs> I'm in the neighborhood of Rockwood. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think today we want to spend some time, you know, introducing ourselves. Uh, giving a little background uh, about each of us to the community and then also diving into why we chose to do this kind of crazy idea of putting together a weekly podcast. Yeah, and actually it was crazy, but it's already feeling like a lot of fun. So I appreciate being here with my fellow counselors. Let's start by noting and just making it clear, if it's not clear already, we're all counselors, but we are counselors for the city of Gresham. And we felt that there's a lot of issues in our community that would be really important to talk about. We feel like that there's many things that you could engage in, many things that are actually really important in our community that people might not know about. Maybe they can listen and hear an overall perspective if they join our podcast. Well, is- I, you know, Dina, before you go ahead and paint us as like elected officials or politicians, I do want to just remind people that all of us came out of community and community organizing or community engagement community service, volunteerism. And I think a lot of what, you know, has inspired us to do this and what inspired us to run for office is that we were all so busy doing work in the community that very rarely, you know, do people have time to pay attention to what's going on in our school boards, in our sit on our city council. And these are places where decisions are being made about our community. And although we were spending all of our time on the back end trying to do service, do volunteering, I think a lot of us started paying attention to like, how do we start fixing some of this stuff on the front end where policies are being made, where we can actually get to the root cause of issues. And so we are not just politicians. We are, you know, community activists, community organizers who also happen to be city councilors. And I think we're hoping to like really break down all of this for, for community members so they know what's going on, how to take action and how to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's spot on. And you're 100 and to build off of that for me personally. So again, Councillor Jones Dixon and uh, what drew me to just uh, things that are happening here in community was birthed out of my experiences here in Rockwood. Uh, most people know um, that 
uh, about the passing of my brother, Andreas. He was shot and killed here off of uh, 190th and Yamhill. Uh, three months before he passed, he was describing the community and the needs here within the community. And he said, V, these kids need to see something different. And he wanted to start an after-school program that was focused on math and science. And uh, the day that he got shot and killed, I remember sitting there on the scene and seeing 20 to 30 kids around um, the crime scene. And my mind immediately went back to the conversation that we had uh, three months prior. And I'm like, I want to engage in the community, but I don't know how. And then two years later, uh, my wife did a project in Rockwood called Who is Rockwood? And we learned about just uh, the community and also learned that uh, the social capital within Rockwood um, and in West Gresham is extremely high. Um, and the thing that's missing is just a connection with uh, just local government and resources. Um, and also, and that, that led me to getting more engaged here in East, Mul East Multnomah County and Gresham, learned about just po local politics, Multnomah County, City of Gresham, did a ton of advocacy work around development and uh, community safety. And then during that time, I learned that there was zero, there was a lack of representation on council and within um, in these various positions. And that it led me to, to run. I think it was after, uh, folks encouraged me to run in 2016, and then also in 2018. And then I was following right. <laughs> Councilor uh, Morales, and you ran. And then, and then it stirred up a lot in, in a lot of folks here in the community. And then in 2020, when uh, the murder of George Floyd happened and all the changes that happened within um, the city of Gresham, like now is the perfect time to serve, just because of the, the things that I learned over the course of seven, you know, the seven years um, that I was doing community engagement work. So that is uh, my high level why. And like Councilor Morales and Councilor Dinucci, like you two have mentioned already, we come from community and we're extremely passionate about representation and connecting those that have been, that haven't been a part of the conversation, encouraging them to participate in the conversation and bringing our colleagues around. So. I really appreciate that, Vince, and I really appreciate your comment, uh, Councillor Morales or Eddie. One of the things I can identify with, I was working out in the community a lot. I had a coffee and crepe restaurant called Park Place Coffee where it was about building community out here. I worked on a lot in public housing um, on health issues and then health care for the homeless issues out in the community and was doing my best to make difference as I could. And when people would say run for council, I thought I can make more difference in what I'm doing than I can on council. And that seemed to be the case. At the time that this last election came around, I felt it is time to really make the change. I, it was motivating. It was a time when the world was speaking up and saying, yeah, we need change. And I didn't feel like I was just one person that was just going to have to go do it. So I felt that it was an important time to pull the community together to move toward the change together and felt I could do that more effectively as a counselor. That is one of the reasons I stepped up. That is also the reason that I think this podcast was really important to me. I do not feel that change can be effective if we have the same 15 people that engage in government. And it has been a priority of mine to make sure that we are reaching out and engaging as many voices and ideas as possible to be making a difference. And that's why I felt this would be a great venue to get going. I'm hoping there will be some people that will step up that will be interested in doing it in other languages or that we can at least have it translated through script in other languages for for other audiences. Yeah. So, Eddie, what do you think? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't want to uh, gloss over the fact that 
you know, Councilor Jones Dixon, you were our first black male elected official in the in the city of Gresham. And so, you know, that was a really big signal to a lot of members in our community that like change was, you know, a front. And Councilor Janita, you were for the first time in a long time, I don't even know if maybe ever, like one of the first electeds to represent one of our most populous neighborhoods in the city, the neighborhood of Rockwood. It's the most populous, most diverse area, and yet we had no representation. And although Councilor Jones Dixon and Council Mario Palmero at the time and myself were big advocates for the community, we weren't living in the neighborhood. Um, and so I just don't want that to get lost. That one of the things that I think all of us hold some, you know, pretty near and dear to our heart is the importance of representation. And that people who are affected by the issues have to be the ones in these positions to help bring about the change that we want to see. And so, We have this new initiative within the city of Gresham, um, within our strategic plan, as far as like the five, the five areas. Uh, we, could, we should share that and then also share the areas that we're responsible for and what we are passionate about. This is really tough for me because I'm passionate about too many things. Obviously, one of the things I've already mentioned is the actual community engagement. I think priority number one is community engagement because anything that is going to happen needs to happen through the community. Doing it without having other voices or having other representation is is not the appropriate way to do anything. That's why I champion that first and foremost. As I mentioned, I have worked on on homeless issues, on health care for the homeless, on running the family homeless shelter at one point, and I'm really tied into families. I'm very passionate about those families making it. It's really interesting we're, we're at this place uh, right now, Wooden Fish or Parents First, because their initiative has to do with the fact that a lot of kids go through problems because their parents have some things that they need to work through and that you help work through the parents' issues. And a lot of times you can end the cycle where the child's going to go some, through some of the same things. I totally believe in that. That's what I want us to be able to do for our kids and our community is have them grow up in a better place and have them thrive. And I think that this is just one of many initiatives we can do to get there. So that's really important to me. For the city, I am in charge of the initiative of housing for all, myself and Councillor Janine Klafelter. That encompasses housing, homelessness issues, addressing moving forward on the development of housing that people can afford, and also working and looking at legislative issues and working with community partners to move forward on that. I think that the future of our city is definitely requires that we have secure housing, and also support services for people in our community. Councillor Morales, what about you? Yeah, um, well, I just want to just recap that there is four, you know, there's four buckets, right, of work. It's the community safety bucket, thriving economy, housing for all, and community vibrancy. So after a retreat that we all did as a council, uh, these were sort of the four buckets that a lot of the things that we all cared about and that we heard from the community through surveys, through outreach. I think it was one of the most robust outreach and engagement efforts. Like we were in grade schools, elementary schools, business community, parks, just collecting information from from people about what was important to them. We matched that up with what the priorities of our council was at the time. And these were the four buckets that um, that we came up with. And so I, um, you know, although like, 
like yourself, Councillor Danucci, like my prime focus is that people are involved in the solution, whatever the whatever the problem is. Um, you know, there we can't do everything, and I think what we've all learned is like division of labor and having trust in one another and sharing values allows us to be able to all work on different things and and move the ball forward on all of the areas without you know being stretched too thin or not giving anything the right amount of attention. So I was assigned to thriving economies and uh, community vibrancy. And so uh, thriving economies really is trying to reimagine and rethink what is an economy that works for everybody in our community. And so we know that a lot of people on the east side are like independent workers or contractors or small business owners. Uh, we're trying to make strides to bring in like you know larger manufacturing jobs and and uh, working with our trades and the community colleges to provide apprenticeship programs and whatnot. But the idea here is that we need a spe- specific set of tools and strategies to address the unique population that we have here. And so I think a lot of the work will really unfold to include support for small businesses, entrepreneurs, again, trades, uh, apprenticeship programs, but also incentives to continue to attract and keep um, large um, scale job here in the community. We we have a big disparity where people on the east side out here are still making 50 cents to the dollar for the same kind of work that they would if they were on the west side. And so, you know, I think we have that going on. About a fifth of our population is still living under federal poverty levels. And so we need good jobs. We need economic mobility for our communities. And that's a large part of that work. In terms of community vibrancy, you know, it's all the things that a lot of us really enjoy about living in um, Gresham, whether it's like the Saturday market on the weekend, the music festivals, you know. I want to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> How did you get to get that one? I want that one. Um, because you got housing. <laughs> no, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's continuing to, it's our youth, you know, work. It's really continuing to create a place that all of us feel proud to be a part of uh, um, a community where we all feel included and safe and really the manifestation of all of, the, um, you know, kind of our our biggest dreams for like the city. So. I think that's great. I think that the way that you finished up that last line feeds really well into Councillor Jones Dixon's roles and some of the things he's working on when it comes to community feeling safe and uh comfortable and belonging yeah 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 so for for me the thing that i'm focused or have been assigned and um and focused on this year is community safety and something that we can include in the notes it's just a link to our gresham strategic plan and and what that means for us i know we hear public safety and community safety it's holistic and we want we're trying to create a place here in gresham where everyone feels safe um, and it's not just a subset one group of people it's everyone in the community so we've been really encouraging, I think the majority of the council, um, or the councilors or folks in this room, have been encouraging conversations around public safety, and that's with our our officers, with our DA. I think a lot of times things get lost in the noise, um, and then really encourage us to think outside of the box and empower the community to participate in creating this space that's helping everyone to heal and move and move forward. Specifically uh, from the council's thing, from our council retreat, we said that our objectives are one, to explore creative ways to supply community safety that maintain core service levels and adapt to community needs, public safety, uh, best practices, 
we're we're attempting and striving to do that through the work that we're focusing on with uh, within our fire department um, and looking at other you know other ways to provide services. Same with same with our, our police department as well. And then also we're really having, and then also we're saying that public safety isn't just more more officers. It's creating space for kids, for youth and families can just just be like spaces like this here at Parents First and Wooden Fish, where they can enjoy themselves. Whether it's uh, more parks and rec activities, and supporting CBOs or community-based organizations that's doing um, that provide spaces and just fun things for our families to to enjoy here in the community. Uh, so we are we've been engaging in that. And I am excited to share more over the, the coming coming weeks. One of the things that we talked about initially is just using this this time to really debunk the myths. There's five areas. The last area is just financial sustainability. Um, we should talk about that. I didn't know the challenges that we face here within the city until like two years ago. And that's been a priority of ours. I think we said a year and a half ago, let's get all the facts out there as far as where we are and what we need to do in order to close the gap and ensure that certain services are being provided. So there's a really good podcast done by Dave Dyke. Yeah, you interviewed Dave Dyke and, right, go ahead. That goes into detail in a way that only Dave Dyke can explain in a way that makes sense to the average person when you talk about all these complex issues. Yeah. So we encourage you to listen to that. That is in our podcast interviews, but it's not an official one from the three of us at this point. It's just something thrown in there prior to the levy, along with um, another one with Kevin Larson from the Fire Union talking about the levy and what that's going to do for them. But actually, the financial picture of the city as a whole, Dave Dyke has done a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that interview was really, really good. And then let's include in, in the in the show notes the link to the recording from Dave because Dave he served on the finance committee for the last what two term eight years, however many years. But yeah. he did he did a really good job just describing how he got here. With that great tip, counselor, I believe we have a meeting coming up. We should be back for part two shortly. Yeah.